there, lovely. It is Kim Valentine here, or Libby Kennedy from Neighbours. Hey, this is Emily Milburn, Caitlin Atkins from Neighbours. Hi, this is Candice Lease, Wendy Rodwell on Neighbours. And you are listening to the award-winning... The best podcast in the entire world. For the Neighbourhood Rewatch. So welcome to the Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast, the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. I hear it in my own voice now. When I say award, I really, dra- I don't know why, but I drag out that word so badly. It's only taken 90 episodes for you to realize. <laughs> yeah, we're on 90 something. We're, we're close to, we're close to the 100th episode at some point. We need to keep an eye on this because I want to do something special for the 100th episode. Yeah, we might get Tim on. <laughs> <laughs> there is no, t- ha- well, well, I, f- I feel like we need to say something else. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy this is the New first. Year podcast of 2023 Woof. Woof. what a year 2022 was it was all right it's when we won the award uh that's when we won it there's there was other things that happened as well in 2022 but there's only one thing that matters about 2023 and that was tim's wedding uh it's happened my... already the rest of already happened what's the point because we've already had the biggest moment tim's wedding that's where we have been that's why this podcast is a little bit later than usual uh, Tim's not fucking here today, obviously. Of course he's not. He is enjoying his honeymoon. Do you want to explain where he's gone to his honeymoon? Uh, he's gone on a, a Ronaldo uh, trip. Homage. Homage, yeah. Uh, he's just going around and trying to find out where Ronaldo's lived, uh, where he's at in cafes. Uh, yeah, he's just gone. How do we think he's... Because we didn't... Did you actually ask his wife if she knew about this honeymoon and the destination or anything? Yeah, I she didn't I think seem my... overly thrilled when it was mentioned, just in passing. No, I don't think she was aware of that fact. It was very much, oh, let's go to Madeira. It's a nice little island. And by the way, I can get all my Ronaldo sycophancy fulfilled as well at the same time. Well, straight time. away, she's flying into... I think it's called Ronaldo Airport, so... <laughs> <laughs> Straight away, you know what you're in for. Well, I suppose <laughs> if you're marrying Tim, you should know what you're in for anyway. Yeah. From now on, till you die. <laughs> so, yeah, no Tim with us today. He'll be back soon. People it. are wanting to know about the wedding. Are we talking about the wedding and everything today? Or are we going to wait till... We're going to save that. We'll save okay. that for when Tim is back. Uh, Excellent. So, yeah, then we'll be you a wedding re- special. We- yeah, we can take the piss out of him when he's here, which I like doing as well. We do take the piss out of him a lot when he's not here, and people might start thinking, oh, they're saying it behind his back. First of all, we're not, because he listens to the podcast. <laughs> um, and he's even said himself he likes the bits where we take the piss out of him. So we will be taking the piss out of him and his wedding on the next episode of the podcast, right? Yeah, hopefully so. Excellent. Hopefully so. Uh, if he's not too busy. Uh, <laughs> he's got we're no never going to see him again. We're never going to see him again. He's got no excuses now. You know, we we gave him a bit of leeway with the wedding and everything else going on, but now he's got no excuses now. He's got he's got good internet now as well. So he's got no. He's yeah, you're right. He's got the good internet. He's not got anything to organise. He's just married now, so <laughs> fun's over, isn't it? Uh, so in the meantime, me and you have watched some neighbours episodes. Uh, we watched them on Daily Motion, UK Neighbours, Neighbours UK Fans Forever uh, is the channel on there. Uh, you can find us on socials at Watch Neighbour. You can also subscribe to our Patreon for just £1 a month to get early access to this podcast and bonus episodes as well. Uh, we've just done 
a little episode about not New Year's resolutions, but uh, just people we want to get rid of in 2023. We're going to take some people down. Uh, so one pound a month will get you access to that. Before we do start, we have got some sad news this week. Uh, uh, the passing of Joan Sidney, who played beloved Darth Valder. Uh, a great character uh, by all by all the things that's come out from the socials that everyone's posted by all accounts a, a fantastic lady as well uh, very sad uh, condolences to the family and friends uh, one little thing I did read though in the uh, obituaries and whatever everybody said on the nice things about Joan is that she is a recurring character so we will get to see her again I saw that that was that's that's cool I was I, like she provided lots of fun. She was the she was like light relief, wasn't she? She was a comedy character uh, for the most part, which I I do enjoy in Neighbours. I, I enjoy it when they try and be serious, and we poke fun at that. But it's also nice when um, they poke fun at themselves a little bit, and they put the comedy storylines in as well. Um, she provided lots of fun moments on this, like the last runs that she did. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I was quite pleased to see that. She will be back. Yeah, the character of Valda will be back at some point. We don't know when. Could be any time. But yeah, we'll look forward to that when it occurs. It'll be a big. It'll be a big moment. That it'll be a big return. Yeah, we will pop massively. We love a return. We certainly do. Uh, right. So into storylines. First one I want to talk about is the amnesia storyline. Is that still going on? I'd forgotten all about it. <laughs> so it's Susan. We. Uh, so Susan is enjoying her time with the Kennedys. Uh, she's having a great time to the point where she even fobs off Craig. They're in the cafe and Craig rings up and goes, yo, you know, remember me? And she's like, yeah, I do, but I'm kind of busy. So I'll see you later. Uh, yeah. I'm off to get pissed at the pub. I think that's the bit she's really enjoying because in her head, she's 16 and can just yeah. go to the pub and get pissed. She's really like, it's like when you get, it's like there was a, there was the, um, the like the nightclub place where we lived growing up. Um, and then obviously when you're a bit younger and you get in brilliant, but then they had an over 25s room. And if you got into that one, you thought fucking brilliant, even though it was shit, it was literally the same. Um, but they just played R and B, but it was mostly R and B. You're right. Um, and it was upstairs. Um, but you always were like, got in that room. Got in the, yeah, got in the over And I think that's what Susan's experiencing at the moment. She, in her red, is still a bit 16, but she's getting served at the pub, so she's fucking... She doesn't know, like... She'd never known this before, so this is something very exciting for her, um, and she's really latched onto this. And we know Carl likes a wine, so he's happy to go to the pub all the time as well anyway. Yeah, it's it's win-win. Uh, while she's at the pub getting pissed, uh, Lynn goes over and invites her around for dinner. But then instantly he's like, oh, fuck, did I mean, like, I've invited just Susan around, but just can't come around to, oh, shit, I fucked up here. But, it's a strange uh, situation at the moment, isn't it? Because they are getting closer. They are, She's remembering little bits and bobs, and she's starting to like Carl maybe in that way a little bit more. But it's still a very awkward situation, because even though she's remembering stuff, and she is in the body of Susan, who's, I don't know, 40, 45, 48, well, I don't know what she is. Um, in her head, she's still 16. And is she married to Carl, who's this doctor who's 45, 48, whatever he is? It's a bit of a weird situation. Yeah, and, and the second that the words Lynn, leave Lynn's mouth, she's like, oh, fuck, I fucked up here. I don't know what to do. Yeah. But Susan alleviates everyone and goes, yeah, don't worry. I want Carl there, and I want you there as my date. We're going on a date. 
Yeah. Lynn Scully's house for tea. What a great date that is. What a first date. You're going around <laughs> to Lynn's house for tea. <laughs> we'll talk about first dates later on, but yeah, that'd be a great first date. That would be a good uh, one. Uh, also, Susan has discovered the right prescription, which is in Neighbours Law, the, the, the band that Carl was in in college. Uh, I don't know if it's in real life as well. I don't know. I think there's a little bit taken from real life there. Uh, as well, because we I know think he definitely did a bit. They might be that might not be the name of his band or anything. Um, but she finds the tape, which I I thought was just a nice little touch that it was a tape, um, with a right prescription tape, and she gives it a listen, and she fucking loves it. Yeah, she actually says it's gas. It's gas. Which I thought was going to mean that it was crap. It was it was not good. But she says, oh, it's gas. And then she says, people probably don't say gas anymore. And Libby's like, no, I don't even, don't think anyone ever said that. Um, Should we start saying it now? Yeah, if something is gas, like Tim's wedding was gas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think 2023 is the, the year that we can get that phrase. It there. means good anyway. It means good. Yeah, she loves it, uh, which is baffling because apparently she, when she was normal Susan, she hated it. Yeah, but she absolutely loves them. Uh, and then True, True's a dick here. He is, but it's good. <laughs> it is. He's he's an absolute dick. He goes, oh, yeah, uh, they're playing at Lou's Pub to this afternoon. <laughs> and everyone's like, shut the fuck up, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you? He's dropped him right in it. He's here. dropped him right in it. So Carl's all of a sudden now got to perform at the fucking... He's got to find Lou to say, listen, do you mind putting a gig on this afternoon? Surely he was doing some doctor in this day yeah. as well. Like he is a doctor, <laughs> and yeah, instantly this is a bad idea. And Libby's like, "This is a fucking terrible idea." Carl's like, "This is a really bad idea." And Drew's, Drew's like, like... <laughs> <laughs> even Drew goes, "Yeah, this was probably a bad idea. I shouldn't have said that." Uh, but whatever, I'm off to the carriage now. So uh, See you later, dickheads. Get learning your songs. Um, so they managed to get it all organised out of fucking nowhere. And, and then Susan's a bit disappointed that Carl's not coming with her to go see the, the singer from The Right Prescription. But when he shows up on stage, she loves it. She absolutely loves it. She can't believe it. Her favorite, her new favourite singer is also the guy that she's married to and... He's going on a date to the Scullies tomorrow night. What? It's, it's all happening. This was, I thought this was a really nice little storyline. I totally forgot about all this kind of stuff. Um, I thought it's ridiculous, but like I was saying before, that funny, light-hearted ridiculousness that neighbours can provide. I thought I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. For, for a woman who's got severe mental issues, yeah, uh, it, it, it's nice to see the lighter side of that. <laughs> And she hasn't been back. We're like, we're like, we mentioned last week that she'd finally gone to the neuropsychologist, whatever it was. She hasn't been back since. They've, she's been once. They've gone, oh, you might start remembering, you might not. And she come back. She's having a great time. She's getting pissed. <laughs> Drinking, probably not good for someone with um, brain damage, <laughs> I imagine. Um, and now she's just having a great time in the pub, um, just singing and dancing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, and, and then they stay up all night talking. Drinking coffee, again, probably not the best for someone, like a stimulant for someone who's got, like, brain problems, I imagine. Probably not the best drink for 5am in the morning. No, uh, after a shitload of fuzzy ducks, which was her cocktail of choice when she was at the pub. What do you think's in a fuzzy duck? Um, I imagine... Knowing Lou, probably an actual duck. <laughs> an actual duck. Um, 
the usual stuff. It looked like a creamy one, so maybe some Baileys or something, oh. and or or maybe just like I don't know. Um, I don't know. It looks this. It looks horrible. Yeah, it looked disgusting. But Susan's nailed about eight of them, uh, yeah. and then an entire pot of coffee afterwards. Uh, and yeah, they're up all night talking, and then they start play fighting a little bit. And you're like, oh, 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 something's going to happen because we all know play fight. What play fighting ends in? Well, seen it plenty of times. There was more play fighting, which I'm sure we'll get to. But there was we'll play fighting that. in another storyline this week. Mm-hmm. So play fighting is the neighbors go to for they're going to end up shagging. Yeah, but just as they're they're about to, they can Susan kind of pulls back, um, which I was glad of. I was glad of the. Yeah. I wouldn't want this storyline to end too quickly. Uh, <laughs> I want them just to draw it out a little bit longer if they could. Uh, and then, yeah, the day after his dinner at the Scullies, and it goes really well. Uh, the Scullies put on a great meal and show everyone a great time. And you just see Susan looking longingly at Carl. And Oh, did she? I might miss that. Yeah, she's just, yeah, she's very okay, much in right now. Very much. She not. remembered anything else? We haven't had any flashbacks, have we? No, time? no other flashbacks, but she's falling in love with Carl all over again. All over again. All over again. But in How different ways. That? that is nice. It's about to go wrong next week. It's going too well. It's going too well. Yeah, well, there was a little side little thing about Darcy and Carl. And Darcy, I think, said to him, um, would you tell Susan the bad times as well? Like, would you, yes. would you, would you remind would you her of the bad history? times? Exactly. Obviously, they've done that. Or would you um, very conveniently leave that out? And he was like, Carl said, well, you know what? I would be tempted to leave it out. Of course I would. I'm only human. But I think I'd have to tell her the truth and then let her know what's going on. Yeah. What a predicament. So maybe, yeah, maybe that's the bad stuff to come. But yeah, it's all going too well. We we need another thought uh, in the road here. Uh, Should we talk about Darcy? What we're talking about yeah, why not? That was his music. That was us pausing for his music. Yeah, even though we don't need to because I put the music in afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we left Darcy. Uh, Penny had seen Cindy uh, and Darcy interacting in the pub, but it looked yeah. Gave him a little kiss on the cheek. It looked all very sinister. And you see because he bought them shoes. Yeah, and you see Penny there, and it's all suspect. And you're like, oh, yeah, jigs up. And then Penny goes, oh, she's just got a crush on you, aren't you? And you're like, oh, bullet dodged there. Yeah. Dallas is going to live another day. He's going to spend the whole episode maybe kind of dodging this bullet a bit more. Yeah. No. Next scene, uh, Cindy's in the coffee shop, drops a load of receipts. Penny picks them up and goes. Why has Darcy bought you some shoes? And yeah. it's all out in the open. Uh, but she won't confront him about it, though. No, it's one to... of those where she knows. But she wants, it's, sometimes the knowledge is the power, isn't it? So mm. she's she knows that he's something's been going on. First of all, Cindy tries to just play it off like it's just Darcy who's come on to her. Oh, um, yeah. Which was very sneaky, but she didn't get away with it. Um, Penny was like, whoa, hang on, you're always doing this, you're always shagging around, and you're still wearing the fucking shoes! <laughs> well, that was good. Um, so she, the jig was up for her as well. Um, so she's obviously one of those man-eater kind of characters. I don't know if she'll be sticking around or not, uh, but at the moment, I think Penny's waiting to see, she was waiting to see if Darcy would come out and tell her, she gives him a couple of opportunities, I think, to come out yeah, with Drew, that's what and she he kind of doesn't 
Yeah, she wants the truth. Yeah, and like she gives him opportunity in the pub. She gives him opportunity at the at the hospital as well. And he yeah. only only admits it all just before she goes in to the tribunal. Because that's what's happening this week. He's had a letter saying, we're going to take your statement and Penny's statement. We're going to get to the bottom of whether he's going to be... I mean, he's already been wanked off. We're going to find out if he's going to be struck off as well. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exciting conclusion. Yeah, so he does explain everything. Uh, and Penny realises this was all happened around the time that she was pushing about marriage as well. Yeah. And yeah, she's not happy about this. Also, she goes into the meeting and she absolutely stitches him up. I wasn't expecting this. Yeah, this is a... I thought she was she was going to exonerate him nonetheless. Uh, yeah, I thought yeah, she was going to do that. Exactly. I thought she was going there and because she didn't want him to lose his job. She was going to be like, you know what? It was mutual, blah, blah, blah. It's all fine. Then she was going to come out and go, your job's all right, but I'm off, dickhead. Yeah, I thought exactly how it's going to go. But yeah. no, maybe it's a surprise here because she's absolutely fucking stitching him up going, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, he, he did take advantage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He'd definitely do it again. He's a horrible man. He's, have you heard what they've been saying about him on that podcast? He's the right one. <laughs> He's trying to shag my sister as well. <laughs> He's trying to shag my sister. He's bought these shoes. And, then, and the people in tribunal are writing all this shit down. And then she storms out um, when her time's up, walks past him and goes, have a bit of that dickhead, and just keeps on walking. And then he gets called in. We don't know how it goes with him. No, but he's, but he's, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. This could be the end of Dr. Darcy. I know. I he think could, it is. I think this is it. He's just Darcy at this point. He gets... Yeah, he, he's going to lose his licence and everything. It's not looking good. It is not looking good at all. Is there, uh, like, obviously you based your entire adult life around this character in some way. Um, <laughs> is, there a, is there in your industry a, a way that you could be um, asked... To you're, you. not you're not allowed. You're not allowed to practice your wine knowledge anymore because you've just been whispering too much. <laughs> is that has that ever? Has, have you ever come close to that happening? Well, I do have. I've ever showed you my wine badge. I do have you, a wine. I've got a no, wine badge. You mentioned you were getting one, and you had to, and you had to get it from somewhere or something. Um, but you, I've never seen this wine badge. No, I do have a wine badge. So I imagine it's like, do you know, in those. In those cop shows in America, when like, I'm going to need your gun and your badge. They're like, oh, I'm going to need your waiter's friend and your badge, I'm afraid. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have to hand them over the table and, and throw them across. And you're like, like yeah. yeah, like Bruce Willis in Die Hard or somebody. He's got to give his badge <laughs> up and you're, you've got to give yours up. Oh, that'd be a shame. Yeah, you can never open a bottle of wine again. <laughs> you, you, you get put on like desk duty instead. You can't go out in the world and like tell people about wine. You just have to sit in like the office. And if someone calls you up about wine, maybe you can tell them something, but you can't be out in the world talking about it. No, I think you just have to like process the invoices and stuff from the the suppliers. Oh yeah. You wouldn't be able to cope, would you? No, not at all. I want to be out there just opening wine for fun. (laughs) I imagine that's what you do as well. You just open wine for fun. Other people (laughs) are just like, um, I don't know, they might go for a walk or watch a TV programme. You're just opening a bottle of wine thinking this is this is the life. This is the life. It is the life. It's the life I've chosen. Or is it the life that chose me? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, it's not looking good for Darcy. No, there's no, no funny Darcy stuff this week. 
it's, no, it's this... like come to a head. Is he going to be? Is he fucked? And he, I think at this yeah. stage, yes. Is there a way he can get out of it? Do you think? Is he going to weasel his way out of it in some way? Uh, well, I think two out of the three on the board were female. Uh, so that's maybe how he gets the majority vote there. Possibly. <laughs> but you might have to go back to the old Darcy. Yes. <laughs> maybe. G'day, this is Mark Rafferty, also known as Dr. Darcy Tyler on Neighbours. And you're listening to the award-winning Neighbourhood Rewatch podcast. Though I'd like to know what awards they won. They didn't tell me. Let's talk about Toadies. First date, or another attempt at first date. Um, so, Dee's getting ready. Ray shows up. And just just like, I know you're going to get ready for a date with Toadie, but... Just wanted to ask one last time, fancy Shank? Yep. Uh, and he's like, no, I'm getting ready for a date with Toadie. He's like, still though, we could shank <laughs> if you want to. <laughs> uh, but well, Ray's the- left the army now, hasn't he? And all of a sudden, he's got a job at the hospital. Yeah, he's a hospital. He's the chef at the hospital now. He's the chef. And also, he, he, even though I don't think he's actually done any work there yet, he's just got the job. He has also got the authority to get other people jobs which makes <laughs> no sense because obviously we will get to toady but ray is the chef at the hospital just out of nowhere and he can also like stew's worrying about what to do next with his life so ray goes i can probably get you a job at the hospital i mean i've not done any work there myself but i've not put a shift the hospital. there i've not even chopped up any carrots or anything but i can get you a job <laughs> it made no sense. It makes no sense. Uh, so, and he's like, oh, we'll be working together as well. So, you know, we could probably shag on like lunch breaks and stuff as well. Exactly. He says that to Dean, not Stu, by the way. <laughs> I don't know, Stu's a good looking guy. He's very uh, well. Yes, he is. He certainly is. Um, well, meanwhile, Toady is trying to get Bob uh to do so he's trying to train him to do some sort of jewelry to give d some sort of jewelry i didn't understand what this was yeah i think he's trying to like carry something in his mouth to d it was a pocket watch was it a pocket watch and it was fucking massive right i think what it was not fit in a pocket no no, it certainly wouldn't fit in a pocket or a dog's a small dog's mouth so it was so strange it felt like we'd missed an episode which we haven't because we're watching like these are just continuous at the moment it felt like in my mind, I was thinking, is this like a special pocket watch of D's that she's been given to by a, a dad or somebody? And it's very special to her because he was trying to get Bob to deliver this pocket watch to D in his mouth. I mean, straight away, I was thinking, first of all, that's a terrible idea. Second of all, if this dog accidentally, because it's a dog, eats this... This dog is fucked. And yeah. lo and behold, Bob swallows the pocket watch. Yeah, there's there's two things you don't feed dogs, chocolate and pocket watches. There you go. It's a well-known well fact. It, it was crazy. It's not like Toadie is a dog trainer and Bob does loads of tricks and could do this. It was literally take a normal dog, get him to put this pocket watch in his mouth and somehow get him to not eat it. He's eating it, mate. Uh, it's gone. Eating it. Yeah, because literally Tony talks to Darcy for like 30 seconds, looks around at him, he's like, where's the watch? And Bob's like, fucking hey, mate. Hey, mate, it's, I'm a dog. What are you going to do? <laughs> you put stuff in my mouth, I'm going to probably eat it. Yeah. So then, this is 
the, what was the date going to be? Was D, D was just cooking at home, wasn't she? I think, I think so, yeah. I think it was at he home. He was just cooking at home, a nice, nice meal or something. Not round Lynn Scully's house. They decided to do it in their own house. They could have <laughs> probably rang up Lynn and said, I a table for two. Um, we're coming round. Um, so D's cooking. Toadie, he, he rings up, says, like, I'm not going to make it. She says, are ah, you just getting me back for when I didn't come to the one you were organising last time? He says, no, honestly, I've... Something's happened to Bob. I can't tell you what it is because it's fucking ridiculous. Um, <laughs> but I'm probably not going to be there. And he's there. He's at the the vets yeah. all day, hope, and not not getting it out. Just hoping Bob shits out of pocket watch. Yeah, that's what the vet says. Uh, the vet just goes, "Oh yeah, so man, you just got to wait from shit out. You can wait here if you want." That's it. I mean, he could have just waited at home for him to shit out, but he's like, no, you've got to wait at the vets for him to shit out. Yeah, so that's a, that's hours. That's a full day at the vets waiting for a dog to shit. Yeah. So I mean, pocket watch. That must be like... Imagine that going through the intestines. Jeez. That must be horrendous. And then coming out at the other end, that'd be like doing a massive shit on a stag do that, surely. That would be horrendous. <laughs> it wouldn't flush. No, it wouldn't. You'd need at least five blushes for that. It'd still come back to haunt you. <laughs> so it means Tony misses the day. Uh, but don't worry, he's come back with pizzas. And yeah. they're sat on the couch. And Tony's like, fuck it, we'll just call this a date, shall we? Uh, but he does Quite make like the point. He's like, we're mates, we've been mates for ages. You know, dates are there, you know, usually for people to get to know each other. We yeah. know each other really well. Fuck it, let's call this a date. Shall we go for a shag? Um and there's a little bit. Oh, I told you as well. He's moved back in. Well, they have that little. They have like. They don't sit and discuss it. It's just. It's. It's kind of. Well, if shall, shall I just bring my stuff back? And they're both kind of thinking the same thing, but they don't want to say it. Um, which is kind of the storyline with them, isn't it? They're both like afraid to put themselves out there, which is quite a nice one. Um, I reckon probably everybody's been in that position at some point where they've thought. I want to say this, but maybe I shouldn't say this because what's the other person thinking? I think those two are doing that really well where they're both like a bit unsure about things. I quite like that. Um, but they basically come to the decision that, well, you used to live here, you moved out because it was weird because you wanted to be together, but now we are together. So do you want to just move back in? It kind of makes sense too. Um, Bob can come back and live here. Um, but what what I liked here was when... Does he give her the pocket watch? Does he just give it he her? Does. No, he gets the pocket watch out. She's like, "Oh, what's that?" He's like, no, "Don't, don't worry about it. It's fine." And watch. then she's, and then she says, "Oh, is that is that real gold or something?" And she puts it in her mouth and bites it. <gasps> and Toadie's face is like, "Ah." She's, and then well, she says, "Oh yeah, it tastes like real gold." It's very fun. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, um, well done. Because <laughs> the dog shit it out. Yeah. <laughs> and he moves back in. He does. But they don't, But then they have the moment where, oh, who's, whose bedroom are we? Are you sleeping in? Do, are you coming in here because we're shagging in here anyway? Or are you going back in that one? What are we doing? Yeah, what is the shagging arrangement? Um... And they do decide, for now, they're going to have the separate, separate bedrooms. But the shagging is, is can happen anywhere at any time. Yeah, because well, they, they do have a play fight as well. They do have a play fight because they literally kicked Stu out as well. Stu comes back and they're like, uh, "Can you fuck off?" Because we want to shag. Yeah, um, and he does, and he does. Yeah, fair play to him. He fucks off. Uh, so yeah, everything's it's coming well for him. They don't need all these 
fancy dates. They just need each other. Oh, that's that's a nice that's awesome. a nice sentiment. I think I hope that obviously at some point there's going to be little bits where there's a bit of conflict or a bit of um, drama with them. I hope just for a couple of weeks though we get them just being a nice couple. I quite like that for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I'd I'd like that as well. Just a nice, yeah, just a nice couple, and everyone going, oh, aren't they a nice couple? Yeah, because everyone is very excited that they finally got it together. Like, they, they don't yeah. want to broadcast it, but in the end, they're like, fuck it, whatever. We don't care who knows. So Stu's right on the phone. Steph, guess what's fucking... They've shagged. <laughs> and Steph's like, fucking yes. You can hear her on the other end of the phone. <laughs> it's really good. But oh, then... I like... Go on. Are you going to say what I think you're going to say? No, go on, go on, go on. No, but then... This is moving on to a slight little bit of a different storyline, I suppose. Um, D says, well, yeah, we've finally shagged. Yeah, everyone's loving it. What's happening with uh, you and Stu, Steph? And Steph goes, "Oh, why? What did?" And it's very, it's very obvious to everyone else now that Stu and Steph are spending a lot of time together, getting along. Yeah. Are they attached, the next couple on the street? Attached at the hip, I think D says. Exactly. Attached at the hip, yeah. So obviously, we left them to they kissed uh, in a bit like a, I'm off now, see you later kind of thing, yeah. just like a natural kind of thing. And they're like, "Oh shit." We're not a couple. That was a bit awkward. She comes around and it is a little bit awkward and she's like, oh. But Steph kind of turns the conversation around a bit. I was like, right, what are you going to do? What are you going to do for a job? Um, I was like, oh, well, Ray, Ray said he can get me one at hospital. He's uh, he's the hiring manager there now. Apparently so, yeah. Apparently so. Uh, and Steph's like, oh, well, I've got a meeting as well. My job, I've got a meeting with my boss right now, so I'm going to go get off and do that. And she gets off to do that. And she's been given a promotion. She's barely sat down and he goes, you're promoted, love. Get back what, up. What brilliant. She must have been so excited about this to be promoted in, in her company, MoCo. She won't have to do deliveries anymore. She'll get to sit in the office, sort things out, moving up the ladder. Yeah, She's excited know. about this, right? Yeah, we know Steph's a hard worker. And, you know, all that hard work has finally paid off. Yeah. It's been recognised by the higher-ups and... You know, she's a little bit rushed. She's like, oh, I'm going to be in the office. You know, I'm going to miss going out around my trips. But, you know, this is a good opportunity for me. Really, really happy. First day in the office, the guy who's given her a job is just like, you know that I'll give you a job just because you're fit, right? He does say that. Like, doesn't even need prompting. He just goes, oh, yeah, you're here for some, you know, the, the other girls in the office aren't great to look at, but you. You're you're now the office eye candy. Well done. Yeah. Well, and so- we're going to pay you more for it. Yeah. She's not happy about this at all. Yeah, right, rightfully so. Uh so she quits them and then she's like, Well, that's how you promote people. Uh just because I'm fit. You fuck off. You have to go look at Carol and accounts again, sorry. Exactly. Uh so she tells him to stick it. She quits, doesn't she? Straight out. Gone. Straight out, quits. Goes to tell Stu. She's like, Oh, I quit my job, and he's like, Oh, should you have done that, really? He's he's not as excited as, as Steph is about this. Well, and and then he goes, "Oh, you quit your job? I've just got one." Ray's just shot, sorted me out here. Yeah, um, but then he feels a bit bad about this, like, and because he, he says, "Oh, I'm still going to be helping people in a way, giving them meals at the hospital." It's quite, you know, a strenuous link, I suppose. But he is he's doing some good. Yeah, he's... he's got a job though. We need you need you need to have a job. I think as a grown up <laughs> to buy things. Helps to have a job. It generally does, yeah. Especially if you like eating. Which I do. Yeah. Um, so he does help. He's like, don't worry, I'll help you look for a job. 
so they have good luck together, but there's nothing really out there for her. So Steph, in a moment of desperation, calls back up. As I like, uh, can I? I know, I know, I quit, but can I have my job back? Um, and which so she 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 goes back, and then Stu comes in, and goes, I forgot, I could just get you a job at the hospital with Ray, and she's like, I already took my old job back. And she was like, oh, that's not very good, is it? So yeah, they're just they're just clunking. They're not quite yeah on the same wavelength right now. Um, Do you think the next little bit will be? I think we'll have to see Steph in her new role at her new job, maybe suited and booted, and then she isn't going to stick this out, right? She's going to come no. across some horrible characters, some really like what you say. What would you say? Misogynistic characters in this office who just treat her like shit, and I reckon she will. Either just, I don't think she'll quit straight away. I think she might actually deck someone at some point. <laughs> I can see Steph Scully decking someone for yeah, slapping definitely. her ass or something. And then, and then Stu's just going to have to physically hold her back as she yes. to, like kick some guy's head in. Uh, yeah, that's exactly where that's going to go, I think. Uh, and then still, uh, I still reckon as soon as they you know get on the same page and decide that they want to get together, that's when Flick comes back into the picture. Possibly so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of talk about couples this week. Uh, the next one I want to talk about is Lumin Rosie. Um, yeah, okay. This one isn't going as well. We've had a couple that we've had one that's finally got there, one that's like all, like you say, clunking about close but not quite, and then you've got this one which is definitely on the rocks. Oh, yeah. This is this is falling this is falling off the rocks, and glasses are uh, glasses are on the rocks, and someone's shouting barrels. <laughs> uh, so we call Lolly. Remember Lolly. His daughter, that's not his daughter. He's just remembered her this week because he hasn't <laughs> spoke to her for months. Yeah, he calls her and he's he's like, Oh, I wish I could I wish I could see her and speak to her more. I went, the phone's there, mate. You can yeah. anytime you can call her. Uh so he's like, Oh, I'm just gonna buy some tickets. Me, Rosie, uh Boyd and Summer. We'll just go 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 see Lolly. And we'll go tomorrow. We'll go tomorrow. Uh but Don't that's not like enough. That. That's not enough notice for Rosie. No. And I think this is the real part of the problem, is that Lou is an impulsive guy. He does what he wants, when he wants, on a whim. And Rosie isn't that kind of person at all. No. She needs structure. Um, she needs things to know in advance. She's got commitments, whereas Lou's like, got no commitments at all. Well, he's I selling think. the pub. He's yeah. not really asked. Don't know what happened with Tommy Tucker, if I'm being honest. <laughs> He's no. not asked about the garage in any way. No. Um, so he hasn't got any commitments. He's just fucking off. Like it's, I think it's next week or something. He's put the tickets. Rosie's got Rosie looked through her diary and she's like, Yeah, that's all right. I can dodge, I can dodge that, I can rearrange that, that's fine. Oh shit, I've got a wedding um to organise on a fr- I think it's on a Friday, not on a Tuesday, because that'd be fucking stupid. Um, but she's got a wedding to do on the Friday, which makes sense. It's the end of the week. It's a day most people can get off. It's just before the weekend. Um great time to have a wedding. So she doesn't want to leave them in the lurch because she says they're a nice couple. I wouldn't feel right about missing this wedding. So unfortunately I can't come on this trip. And Lou is he takes it all right but you can tell there's an underlying kind of thing with this. Yeah, she is a little bit of a bitch about it, if I'm honest. I don't like her, mate. I think she's a right, not bad. <laughs> she is a bit like, well, I do need more notice than this. You know, I can't just be freewheeling like you. And, like, there's a nicer way to put it down than that. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Lou's, Lou's pretty fuming about this. But he takes it all right at the time, but he purposely picks a fight with her later on. 
What did you do later? I can't remember. So she asks him to MC this thing that the choir doing at the hospital, doing a big old sing song, having a good yep. old sing up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you can be the MC. And he's like, sorry, love, going to need more fucking notice than that. Wee. <laughs> and he purposely picks the fight there as well. It's just like, have some, have some of the own fucking medicine there. Um, I think at this point, he's actively trying to break up with her. Well, it's, I think we've learned there's been a few other little minor things where fallings out and things about him being a bit of a wheeler dealer. Herbie, he says something to her in these episodes about, um, like she all she always thinks he's doing the wrong thing or something yeah. like that. And then he says, I don't think that's very Christian. And yeah. I thought that was a fucking great line to say to a vicar. Well yeah. done. That was a fucking great line. And she didn't know what to say to that. She was completely yeah. stunned because that won the argument for me. Oh yeah, that that was such a fucking withering line. Yeah, because uh, later on he's in been roped into helping with this choir thing. Yeah, and Delta Goodrum's got the the sheet music for the song that they're doing, uh, but she forgets it because she gets distracted by Summer or Lou or something. Yeah. But Lou takes the rap for it just because he wants to protect this young girl. What a nice and, guy! Yeah, what a nice guy! And uh, yeah, so he takes the rap for for Delta. But then Delta admits that it was her. And he's like, well, you always think it's fucking, I've done something wrong anyway, dickhead. So might as well yeah. just took the fucking blame for it. Uh, he, can't win. Of- he, he can't win a lot of the time, can he? He tries his best. He says he's not going to change. This is the kind of person he is. He tries to do the right thing. He tries to be a nice guy. And she still always sees like the bad or sees him in a negative way. Um, so he's like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any way back for him now at this point. Because, again, I think he's realised he does not want to be with her because Lou needs another Lou. Do you think that's a good thing, though? No, he can't be with someone like Rosie. Uh, Lou does not want to be wheeled in. Um, I think in a lot, like, in some way, someone like that would be good for him to a certain degree. And I thought that's what Rosie was going to be like. She would just kind of keep him on the straight and narrow and like things like that. A little bit, you know, like harness yeah. his powers for good, not evil and all that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, but she has fast become the most condescending, self-righteous character on the show. And I don't know why, like, <clears throat> it's, it's not a nice quality, I don't think. No, not at all. Um... So, I think he's best off out of it, really. I think so. Well, I think he, I, he is. He, he's trying to sell the tickets on because they're non-refundable. Yeah. He's tried to sell them to everybody on the street. He's got it to Drew. Go, fancy holiday? No. Yeah, you're not booked next week, Drew, for some episodes. Do you fancy going on holiday for a on holiday? Of he tries to flog them to everybody else, and he's like, "Ah, oh, fuck it. I'll just go myself and stretch out. I've got four seats here. I can lie down. He'll help with his back. You've got a bad back, Lou. Yeah, yes." One last thing he does, though, before he goes away on a little trip to see Lolly, uh, is that he puts an advert in the paper saying, yeah, it was me. I did the food poisoning at the pub. It wasn't Harold's. So if anything, boycott the pub. I'm Luke Carpenter. I I didn't think you could put that in a newspaper, to be honest. (laughs) I thought it was going to be like, or because you don't know what it is. It's like, oh, he's done something. He's gone public. I thought it was going to be like something about he's selling the pub or the garage or Tommy Tucker's or whatever or something. He was just he was just him owning up to doing the food poisoning. I didn't know you could put something like that in a paper, a massive full page spread of an advert. I nearly killed you all, motherfuckers. <laughs> what other things do you think you can put in a newspaper? 
One of the announcements. Like announcements, like obviously there's like the like if if it's somebody's birthday, if someone's died, if there's um, a wedding announcement, you could maybe do that. Um, if it's a local news story or an advertisement, like if it was an advertisement for, oh, the right prescription, are playing at the pub this fucking lunchtime. I mean, you'd need more notice. Again, you'd need more notice. Of course you would. There's a theme here as well about people not getting noticed for things, I think, in these five episodes that we watch. Yeah. Everyone's getting shit dropped off them at the last minute. I feel like I'm pretty good at improvising, but I want to, I want to know a little bit about something. Like, for example, like <laughs> I'm quite good at the time just coming out with stuff, but I generally have a, a general idea of what I'm going to say beforehand. It would be great if if I'm doing something, <laughs> if like, the thing that's happening right before that I am aware of, so you don't stop to step on any toes or you can get organised. So you don't get your legs completely cut from under you. Well, exactly. You know, it's it's. I, I don't want to play like the, the manners card, but I think it is about good manners and it's about having people being aware, uh, especially if they're putting themselves out in a quite an, an uncomfortable or stressful position. I don't know, talking in front of other people or trying to, you know, trying to be funny at the drop of a hat to entertain others and make sure they have a good day. It'd be nice to know beforehand <laughs> just what's happening and where where everything is, like ducks in a row, what's going to be next sort of thing. Yeah, yeah no, that's good. Kind of, but just we are talking about Tim's wedding next week, right? Oh yeah, that's next week. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, not yeah, talking oh, about it now. No, no I'm just, I'm just no, general no, no. chit chat. This, I don't know. No, just, just checking. That's all lovely. Um, so last storyline I want to talk about. Uh, Connor. No. Yeah. Why don't I want to talk about Connor? No, no, I do want to talk about this one. What has gone on here? This is a storyline. I'm glad this is the one we're finishing with. Yeah. Uh, so he's got the upper hand on Tani. He knows that she's lying about her mother, but. He plays this card. What he plays this card completely wrong. He completely fumbles it. He's got this golden bullet here to shoot Tiny down once and for all, and he decides to waste it on Saxon. Uh, so Saxon's mum died. Sad. Uh, we never met her, did we? She was never in the show. Yeah, I mean, it's mental that they they allowed this terminally ill woman to rent a house. Like she's just rented a new house, which is being very optimistic. Let's yeah. let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we never met her. Um, so Saxon's now just living on this house on his own. He's what, 15, 16, maybe? Yeah. Uh, his dad doesn't give a fuck. He's not even in the picture, his dad. He's, he lives miles away where he, he has to get a flight to get to the funeral. So I know Australia's a big place, but if you're getting a flight anywhere, that's a fucking trek, isn't it? It is a trek. Uh, he doesn't show up to the funeral. No. Uh, just sends some flowers and goes, sorry, your mum's dead. <laughs> He's horrendous. It's really, really bad. Uh, so Harold's like, right, you can come live with us then. Uh, Again, I think more notice needs to be given here because <laughs> he, like his dad, his dad doesn't turn up at this at the start of these five episodes. It was just the five that we watched, right? Yeah, just five. Yeah, yeah. So at the start of these episodes, we don't we we are assuming that his dad's going to show up for the funeral and probably to live with Saxon at this stage. That's what we're thinking. Yeah. And then he obviously doesn't turn up. Sorry, your mum's dead. Here's some flowers. And then Harold is like, oh, if your dad doesn't turn up, you can just live here. <laughs> well, no, you can't. You can't. Just... And then he says, oh, yeah, I'll just ring up child services, whatever it is. Someone says to him, you rang up child services. He goes, 
oh yeah, Vrangham, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> You no, know, there needs to be like some sort of vetting going on. There needs to be meetings. There needs this needs to be organised. You can't ring someone up and say, "Can this kid live in my house?" Me? Oh, I'm just a single man. Yeah. Um, can you live in my house? And they'll go, "Yeah." <laughs> well, at this point, though, how many people have gone to live with Harold? So quite a few. At this point, they've probably just got him. Oh, it's Harold Bishop's number. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got another kid. Maybe, maybe that's it. He's on like the that privilege list where it's just like, who, who is it? It's Harold. What's another young he... lad living in his house? Fine. Yeah, they check the list to go. Is he a pedo? No, no pedo. Says no pedo here. So yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. No pedo. There you go. They uh, ring up the ring up the watch. Pedo or no pedo? No pedo. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. So yeah, he's living there now. Uh, but yeah, so Tani is pretending that her mom is sick. And yeah, Connor completely wastes this by exposing Tani's lies to Saxon. And Saxon's like, you're fucking sick, which is sick. Let's not, you know, let's not get around that. But he completely fucking wastes that because then the secret's out. So Tani's like, fuck, I need to go tell Shell. Goes to tell Shell. All of a sudden, Connor's got fucking nothing on him. Um, so yeah, he's fucked himself there. And then he also fucks himself anymore because he decides to make Shell a nice little drink. He's like, oh, do you want a little cocktail? Little mocktail. And Shell's like, yeah, brilliant. Week. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, uh, he mixes it with the industrial floor cleaner. It's not just floor cleaner. They make strains to mention it's industrial level floor cleaner. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he makes a cocktail with that. Uh, they leave that on the cliffhanger as well. Is she going to drink this horrible drink? Of course she is, yeah. And instant, she drinks this floor cleaner. Instantly, is on the floor. She can't breathe. It's burnt all the insides. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Joe shows up and carries her to hospital, uh, where we discover that she's got chemical burns all down her throat. She's yeah. she's she looks like she's on life support. Yeah. <laughs> They've got her hooked up to fucking everything, and she is fine though. But she has burnt all has the burnt. inside of her body. Yeah. And uh, Lynn thinks it's her fault. She's like, oh, fucking hell, I put them in the same bottle. It is Lynn's fault, this. It you is know? kind of Lynn's fault, yeah. You would she, put them in different bottles. She literally puts them in the same bottles and leaves them both in the kitchen. I mean, one of them might have been in a cupboard. One of them might have been in a fridge or something. But at some point, if you put them in exactly the same bottle, they're the same fucking coloured liquid, and you write the labels, even though they say different things, in exactly the same style, yeah. At a glance, I don't read all the fucking labels of things I'm picking up. I yeah. just look at, oh, that's why it's probably milk. <laughs> like, I'm not reading, oh, milk, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? If I yeah. see lemonade, I don't read the bottle that says lemonade. I just go, oh, that's the lemonade. So that's if it looks exactly the same, I am I think Lynn has fucked it here, and she's rightly quite um, upset about things. Yeah, uh, yeah, she, she's made a, a big mistake here, and she realises straight away when uh, when they go back that it's fuck, yeah, it's my fault. But it is kind of Connor's fault as well, because he can't read, and he didn't read it. Uh, like, there's a chance he would have missed it if he could read or not. Uh, but Shell writes to him, she said, it's not your fault, I'm not worried, and he's just like, listen, can't fucking read that, love. Uh, by the way, I can't read. He and tells her when she, she can't talk, and he can't read. So yeah, how are they going to communicate? So what a great like, time. Yeah, so he's like, listen, I can't fucking read. I should have said something earlier, but um, it's all my fault as well. Uh, so he decides the best thing to do is just run away. 
in the middle of the night, he packs his bag and fucks off. He does. We get the sad little music. Uh, yeah, he packs his bag and he's gone. We don't know where he is. We don't know where he is. We don't know if he's coming back. No, we don't. Point. We don't know where he's going to where he's going to be. Uh, do you think he will come back or is he done? He, they've got to find him somewhere. I think. I think they'll Joe. All I think it'll be. I don't think Michelle will find him because at the moment she can't talk and he can't fucking read any of her notes. So that would be a pointless fucking um, <laughs> reunion. I think Joe will find him in a out in the country doing something. Yeah. Do you think Joe will murder him? Uh, do you think it'll just cut to seeing Joe just digging a grave? Well, I don't. I don't know how long Connor's in the show for, and I'm, I try not to do that on these rewatches. I try not to, you know, I try to think about as if I'm watching him first time all the way through, most yeah. for the most part. Um, so I don't actually know what happens to Connor. I can't remember anyway. Um, I think he's got to come back for a little bit, and there's got to be some redemption where Michelle ha- Michelle Michelle's going to teach him how to read at yeah, some that'd point. Be nice. That'd be nice, and maybe. The, I don't. I can't imagine him, him getting into uni, like if she does, because he, he's only just learned how to fucking read. But I wouldn't be surprised if something happens with that. He's got to come back. It can't end like this. Surely not. Surely not. Surely not. Well, hopefully we'll find out in the next five episodes. I'm up. Yeah, I think five. I think five sounds about right. I wouldn't want to watch more than that. That's it. One last one last storyline I want to talk about. It's a very quick one. Uh, Fox in a cage. Yeah. Happened with the fox in a cage, gets put down. There we go. Story ended. It doesn't. It doesn't. What? Have you not watched this? Annette says you need to put it down. Yeah, but then Harold steps in. What does Harold do? Harold says, is so they, they take him to the vet. The vet's like, well, it's it's vermin. We're going to have to put it down. It like bites oh, people and sorry, shit. Very quickly, do you notice how the fucking fox goes for the doctor in that scene? <laughs> he absolutely fucking goes for him. It's a fox and in it- a cage. So the vet's vet's like, look, it's the only it's the only option. It's all we can do. And then Boyd, Boyd, and is it Dee's sister? Yes, Cecil. Yeah. Okay. They're like, are you sure there's nothing you could do? Vet says no. They say we want a second opinion. Vet says get a second opinion. All vets are going to say the same thing. You're going to have to put the fox down. They're fucking fuming about this. They're really upset. Harold goes. Anything you can do. Vet goes. Leave it with me. There might be something I can do. <laughs> so, so what he does, and this is a... Sh- I don't see how this would work, but this is what they say. The vet, like, later that day, again, there's no notice given here. It's like an hour later, vet sorted this shit out. He says, right, I've been on the phone to a petting zoo. They say it's fine. What? The, the fox can go and stay at the petting zoo. You can't have a fox at a fucking petting zoo. It'll bite people. <laughs> See how he went for that fucking doctor. Exactly. Oh, I completely blanked that... over that. And the second he said, oh, we're going to put it down, I just stopped paying attention. I thought, oh, well, there we go. But then what I think, because I think that's ridiculous, you can't have a fox at a petting zoo because it's a wild animal and it'll bite people. I think the vet's just gone, tell him it's going to a petting zoo. <laughs> and they're putting this fucking fox down. Yeah. It's like if you know, like if you if you were little and your dog went away to live at a farm. Yeah, dog's dead, motherfuckers. I think it's the same with this fox. Oh, it's gone to a petting zoo. What? Oh no, it's it's in China. I'm afraid you can't go and visit it. 
<laughs> the eat foxes in China, dickhead. It's gone. Yeah. End of the fox in the cage story, anyway. In one way or another, it's gone. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, what a shame for that poor fox. There you go. Uh, but then he shouldn't, he shouldn't have gone for that doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As soon as he did that, he's getting put down either way. Yeah. <laughs> they might have put it down on the actual show as well. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. And it, a busy week in Neighbours there. Yeah, what I think we did really well with our podcast this week is, like, we, we talked a lot about Neighbours, I think, this week. We did, um, actually, yeah. But we also went through the storylines quite quickly. We didn't get, we weren't really boring. We didn't have really monotone voices while we were talking about these things. We made some jokes, jokes, wow, some jokes along the way. Um, and we also, like, throwing up, threw in a bit of our own opinions about things, just, you know, to make us seem a little bit more like real people and things like that. I thought we've Relatable, well. yeah. Relatable people, an entertaining podcast all about neighbours. A little lesson there for people who are thinking of maybe doing the same thing. <laughs> and we definitely didn't reference Tim's wedding at any point. That, that's next week, motherfucker. That's next week. Uh, so we'll see you next week for a wedding special. If he's back from his honeymoon, she might murder him. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, Tim going to Madeira is. <laughs> maybe is yeah. Is, is Tim's been put down. <laughs> I don't hear from him actually. <laughs> uh, it was probably the right thing to do. Uh, so we'll see you next week, uh, Adam. You've been a good friend. Nice one. We've watched some good neighbours, and we've been entertaining and relatable, and not monotone. <laughs> <laughs> See you next week. There you go.